48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Carrie Lam says she's looking at a new round of relief measures as the pandemic shows no sign of abating. The chief executive says Washington's sanctions won't stop her trying to win business for the SAR in the US. And another medic cast doubt on Hong Kong's mass testing plan. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says that the government is looking at a third round of anti-epidemic relief measures. Speaking before the first executive council meeting after a summer break, Mrs Lam said there there were no plans to relax social distancing measures as the number of new coronavirus cases continued to fluctuate. She said she understood the impact on businesses. She said the last two rounds of funding each took about three weeks to arrange. I understand that uh, the Legislative Council President and the Chairman of the House Committee have decided to convene a special meeting of a House Committee on the 28th of August uh, to discuss our anti-epidemic work. So that will be about uh, 10 days from now. So hopefully we will be able to present some proposals for discussion and thereafter take the case to a Finance Committee for approval. Mrs Lam also says that despite feeling mistreated by the US administration, she'll continue to do what's right for Hong Kong and her government will continue to promote trade with the US. Washington imposed sanctions on Mrs Lam and 10 other current and former mainland and Hong Kong officials, accusing them of curtailing freedoms here. But I hope that um, uh, in asking that question, you too will feel that uh, uh, the the leader of this uh, government has been um, uh, mistreated by the U.S. administration. Uh, But that never mind. Uh, As I said, despite some inconvenience in my my personal affairs, uh, that um, is nothing that I will take to heart uh, at all. We will continue to do what is right uh, for the country and for Hong Kong. And Mrs Lam says that the government has every reason to fire new civil servants if it considers their conduct to be below par. She dismissed criticism that terminating contracts before a verdict was the same as making pre-trial judgments, saying it was a matter between an employer and employee. She was speaking after reports that new staff on probation would be fired immediately if they were arrested and charged for taking part in unauthorised protests. Mrs Lamb said that government staff had to meet stricter standards. Once they move on to confirmation, uh, our rules and regulations make it very difficult for us to uh, dismiss a sort of permanent employment civil service. So this time round, the Civil Service Bureau has focused on the probationers. So advising the heads of departments uh, to make sure that they are monitoring and observing Uh, not only the performance of the probationers on the job, but also their conduct, other behaviours, to make sure that they will be good enough to continue to serve uh, the people of Hong Kong. Mrs Lam said she would deliver her policy address on October the 14th. Police are investigating a suspected case of criminal intimidation after white powder was found in a letter sent to the chief executive's office. Staff called police yesterday and a bomb disposal unit was sent to Tamar government headquarters. The office said Mrs Lam didn't touch the powder, which officers believe isn't dangerous. It's now being tested. A medical expert has questioned the effectiveness of the government's voluntary COVID-19 testing programme, saying mass testing is usually compulsory and done under lockdown conditions. The government hopes to test up to 5 million people over two weeks. 
Dr. Siddharth Sridhar, a University of Hong Kong microbiologist, told RTHK some people may think that if they don't have symptoms, they won't want to waste a free test. I would see this more as an attempt to improve test availability in Hong Kong. So it may fulfill some of the effects that mass testing would perform, but it doesn't quite fall under the umbrella of an actual mass testing, I believe, simply because it's voluntary. How many people actually take up the offer be yet to be seen? I would think that the mentality would be, hey, if I don't have symptoms and if I only have one free test, I wouldn't want to waste the mass test. In a, in a way. So it'll entirely depend on how many people actually do the test in terms of how effective it is. The Civic Party leader, Alvin Yang, says pan-Democrats must put aside their misgivings and remain in LegCo to prevent the government from passing controversial proposals quickly and without resistance. Some pan-Democrats, such as People Power's Ray Chan and Council Front's Chiwai Dick, have called for a boycott, arguing that lawmakers have no mandate to serve for an extra year after Beijing extended their term. But Mr Young says lawmakers must stay in place until the postponed election. There were times that we were not able to stop something extremely controversial, but still voices were heard. People were still being represented in council. If no opposition voice in council, then all these highly, extremely controversial items, they will be passed easily. The government would claim that no opposition voice in council, and they have also got mandates from the people. The observatory says tropical storm Hygos is strengthening and is heading closer to the SAR than had previously been expected. The standby signal number one is in effect and the observatory may issue the strong wind signal number three between two and four o'clock. Senior Scientific Officer Kong Wai said the tropical cyclone will be closer to Hong Kong overnight, bringing unsettled weather. Members of the public are advised to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage in water sports. Looking ahead, it will be windy and with heavy squally showers and thunderstorm tomorrow. Seas will be rough with swells and it will still be showery on Thursday. The staff of the Chinese consulate in Houston that was ordered closed by the US government have returned to China. The US abruptly closed the consulate last month, accusing it of being at the centre of a spy network and stealing intellectual property. Three days later, China ordered the US consulate in Chengdu to close. The race for the US presidency has kicked off in earnest with the opening of the Democratic Party convention. The four-day event will formally nominate Joe Biden as the party's candidate for president. Participants are delivering their speeches online from their home states rather than at a mass gathering because of the coronavirus pandemic. They include the left-wing Senator Bernie Sanders, Mr Biden's former rival for the Democratic nomination. The future of our democracy is at stake. The future of our economy is at stake. The future of our planet is at stake. We must come together, defeat Donald Trump, and elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as our next president and vice president. My friends, the price of failure is just too great to imagine. In her speech to the convention, the former first lady, Michelle Obama, launched a scathing attack on Donald Trump. She accused Mr. Trump of being the wrong president for the country and of being clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. 
It is what it is. Now, I understand that my message won't be heard by some people. We live in a nation that is deeply divided. The U.S. Justice Department says a former CIA agent has been arrested and charged with spying for China. Court documents said Alexander Ma was caught in an FBI sting operation, during which he admitted providing classified information 20 years ago to Chinese intelligence officials in Hong Kong. Federal officials in Australia will face tough questions from a parliamentary committee in the capital Canberra today over a cruise ship scandal that fuelled the country's COVID-19 crisis. Passengers weren't tested for the disease, despite there being suspected cases on board. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. The Ruby Princess was the source of one of Australia's biggest coronavirus clusters. It led to 28 deaths and more than 1,000 infections across the country and overseas. Senior officials from Australia's Border Force and Agriculture Department, which had staff on board the cruise liner, are expected to face tough questions from senators in Canberra. A separate New South Wales inquiry has blamed state health authorities for inexcusable mistakes, while a police investigation continues. There have been no immediate reports of injuries or major damage after a powerful and shallow earthquake struck the central Philippine region of Masbate. Philippine authorities said they were expecting damage and aftershocks from the 6.5 magnitude quake that hit an area about 5 kilometres from the coastal town of Catanian. Opposition protesters in Belarus have again poured onto the streets of the capital Minsk after their beleaguered President Alexander Lukashenko held out the prospect of a gradual transition. Several thousand people earlier gathered outside a detention centre in Minsk, demanding the release of demonstrators detained in often brutal police operations last week. Veronika Shipkalo campaigned against Mr Lukashenko alongside opposition presidential candidate Svetlana Tikhanovskaya. She said the anger among people was real. We see there is no democracy in Belarus. We see there is no freedom of speech, freedom of meetings in Belarus. And we see that the people of Belarus are getting poor, poor each year. We want Belarus to be changed as soon as possible. And we want Lukashenko to be out of the country. We don't want him as a president any longer. Two men have been charged in the cold case murder of Run DMC's Jam Master Jay. Prosecutors allege that Carl Jordan Jr. and Ronald Washington killed the hip-hop artist over a drug dispute. There were few clues for investigators to follow, but today they said they never gave up on the case. Here's the BBC's Nada Torfik. Jam Master Jay, whose real name is Jason Mizell, was inside his recording studio in Jamaica, Queens at the time of the shooting in October of 2002. Prosecutors say at approximately 7.30 at night, the suspects entered carrying firearms. Ronald Washington allegedly ordered everyone inside to lie on the ground, after which Carl Jordan Jr. is accused of shooting the DJ once in the head at close range, killing him at the age of 37. Finance a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,385. That's 38 points up on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar trading at 105.65 yen. The euro is at 1 US dollar 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 17 cents. Sport now, here's Adam Jung.
We start with the NBA playoffs and the opening games of the best of seven first round matchups. The reigning champions, Toronto Raptors, raced past the Brooklyn Nets 134-110. Fred Van Fleet led the champs with 30 points, including 8 of 10 from three-point land. I'm not, I'm not thinking about my stats, man. I'm just, I'm out there trying to play and, and uh, trying to help my team win. I just, I just try to take a methodical approach. I mean, I didn't really get that many looks in the first quarter. Um, other guys had it going. I had the one layup in transition, broke the free throw. So, um, you know, but the passes were there. I, I feel like I was collapsing and drawing the defense and, and guys were stepping up and making a shot. So just continue to put pressure on the defense. And then I was able to shake free for a couple of threes. And once a few of those went in, I knew, I knew it was going to be a big night for me. Jason Tatum recorded career playoff highs of 32 points and 13 rebounds to power the Boston Celtics past the Philadelphia 76ers 109-101. Jalen Brown added 29 points for the Celtics. After the game, Boston coach Brad Stevens was full of praise for the breakthrough performance by Tatum. I thought he was unbelievable defensively the whole game, talking and helping and long in help and he's, you know, he just makes a bunch of he makes a huge impact on that end. And then offensively, you know, at the end of the night, he just plays the game within himself and finds the next right play and did a lot of good things tonight. In the West, the Denver Nuggets held off the Utah Jazz 135-125 in overtime. The Nuggets were led by Jamal Murray's 36 points. Utah's Donovan Mitchell scored a franchise playoff record 57 points in a losing cause. And the Los Angeles Clippers got past the Dallas Mavericks 118-110 behind 29 points from Kawhi Leonard. Luka Doncic scored 42 points in defeat. In football, Inter Milan are through to the final of the Europa League after a 5-0 thrashing of Shakhtar Donetsk. Inter will play Sevilla in the Europa League final that takes place in the German city of Cologne on Friday. In other football news, Spanish giants Barcelona are set to hire Ronald Koeman as their new coach. The club sacked Kike Setien following Saturday's humiliating 8-2 defeat to Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Kerman played for Barca from 1989-95 and is currently in charge of the Dutch national team. Spanish midfielder Davis Silva has agreed a two-year contract with La Liga side Real Sociedad following his departure from Manchester City. Silva joined City in the summer of 2010 when he won the World Cup with Spain. He went on to win 11 domestic trophies with the English club. Silva, now 34, is expected to join Sociedad this week for preseason training. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Carrie Lam says she's looking at a new round of relief measures. The chief executive says Washington's sanctions won't stop her trying to win business for the SAR in the US. And another medic cast doubt on Hong Kong's mass testing plan. The news from RTHK.
hear you. 